Slightly younger than some of us. It's 13 minutes past two, and in this hour, we bring you Nola Knows with Wendy Nola. So last week, um, we committed, we did make a promise that we're going to take your consumer-related questions uh, for the majority of our time with Wendy. Almost like an open line with Wendy Nola. Uh, we love her. She's very passionate about justice for all of us as consumers. But I think we have to also set this up with some hard talk up front. This is for advice on what you can do about a consumer-related query. Or if you have a question about how something works, maybe clarity on a consumer matter and help with advice on what to do with the particular uh, dispute that you're involved in. So put simply, you need to have started that journey or you are walking that journey you're you're on that road to getting justice you're engaged with the company you've made the query you've lodged your your dispute etc so it can't be that um uh, you are expecting uh, uh wendy to to take on the the case without you having made an attempt per se and of course it's not to say it's not for uh, uh and she will decide where she she's able to help of course uh because not all matters um require her assistance firstly but also not all matters uh, uh, would be possible for her to help with good afternoon wendy hello Asa. good to be with you again you are the and t- i had a walkman you did <laughs> yes oh wow what i were was you well to i would date myself but i was yeah i remember when they <laughs> <laughs> came onto the market it was the best most exciting thing ever yes yes personal entertainment i mean it made it personal yeah yeah, uh, yeah, it did. Good, good memories. Did. And now look yeah. at us. So we can't imagine a time where we were listening to music with everybody else yeah. listening. No, it's, yeah, so it's, it's private. Crazy. It's about uh, you us. You can go to a party with everybody. What is it called? Everyone's got their own. Yes, have you heard of those? On. Yeah, yeah, no. But bef- uh, but past that wave, like but the yeah, silent disco types. Yes, yes. Isn't that just? Uh, doesn't that just encapsulate where things have gone? The fact that I said disco, Wendy. Yes, I know. <laughs> disco tech would have been even worse. Even worse. <laughs> Precisely. So I was just trying to set the ground rules for our engagement yes. to this afternoon. Because yes, and also if I could add, um, sure. not to mention the name of the company unless I As yet. ask okay. you to please. Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so we're taking your calls zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two for your consumer questions because we did promise a, a, time, your, a time with Wendy where you could, because we no, normally theme our conversations. They, they're themed around a particular case um, that Wendy has been looking at. And so we decided to open it up from time to time. This is what we'll be doing because there are perhaps other consumer issues that you've observed that you're going through that we uh, uh, might not have put on the agenda so far. Um, but before we, we, we get there, let's, it, it has been what national, July was national savings month. So there's lots of conversation around savings, around debt review. You've been researching debt review recently, you know, some of the costs and how it works. Still something that confuses a lot of us. Yes. I think, look, it's, it's part of the, um, National Credit Act. We've, it's had, we've had it. I think it came through in 2009. So we've had this process for 10 years now mm. um, but there's still a lot of um, misunderstandings about it um, a lot of people are frightened they don't know what it entails and they're a bit frightened about the costs and it has to be said that a lot of companies um, and individuals got into this thought that this would be a good way for them to make money out of the debt crisis and didn't serve 
um, mm. their consumers very well at all, either just incompetence or just complete um, you know, scam artists, basically. I think to date there have been 21 debt counselors. They're all listed on the National um, Credit Regulators website. 21 mm. credit, uh, sorry, debt counselors have been struck off, have lost their registration right. due to illegitimate conduct. So either they were um, paying over the monies themselves or supposedly doing this where they're supposed to have a payment um, distribution agent, a PDA, obviously to cut down the chances of foul play mm-hmm. this PDA is supposed to make the actual payments or um, yeah, they just weren't registered and basically not doing it the way they're supposed to do it. But there are many, many, many success stories, happy endings for people who get to a point where um, they're just not coping. Yeah. Um, indebtedness is a is a legal term within this process and, and technically only a magistrate can actually rule that a consumer is legally indebted over indebted, in which case essentially what happens is um, you the state councillor has a chat to you, you put on the table uh, awful for many people to confront all the extent of all your debts. So you owe 12,000 on that credit card, you've got a 30,000 rand loan, you've got your car, your house, whatever. Mm. The idea actually is to is to hold on to the, the big assets, the house and the car, so obviously, so that you your life can continue. They then lies with all the credit providers, cut down the interest dramatically, work out, okay, will you accept this? And then you pay one lump sum, yes. whatever it is, whether yes. it's 5000 or 10000 or 15000 And the payment distribution agent then mm. um, pay, pays a certain portion, you know, divides that up as agreed every month until the debt's paid off. Mm-hmm. It's usually between uh, two and five years. During that process, importantly, you can't get any new credit. Yes. And that's what um, debt counselors that I spoke to said was the hardest part for many people because to get to that point, they've spent many years taking out a loan, mm. running up credit cards, mm. um, applying for a new credit card. You know how easy it is to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly they're told you that can't. is not an option. It yes. is over. And they find that very hard. Anyway, so that's, that's the difficulty. Okay. But after five years, your your credit record's clean. You've rehabilitated yourself. You've sure. learned some fantastic new habits on how to manage your money, and and off you go. And and as I say, if there are many many success stories, if you choose the right debt counselor, right? As you said, there are some practi- concerning practices out there. We've got Sebastian calling from uh, El Dorado Park this afternoon on the question of debt. Hello, Sebastian. Hi, Azra, Sebastian here. Yes. Azra, if you can ask Wendy regarding prescription. I've been yes. harassed by EDCs. Um, the account was prescribed in 2010. Mm. They sold the account now to seven different EDCs, and I mm. keep have to tell them the same thing. Prescription, they haven't contacted me in three years. Yes. No correspondence, no letters, n- nothing. And then... All of a sudden, I did a credit check, and this account is back onto my credit profile. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what to do now. Okay, okay. and I remember we did deal with yeah. this, but let's, yes. let's uh, get a response for, for you, Sebastian. Wendy? It is a 
big problem. Yeah. Uh, prescription is it was the Prescription Act came about to protect consumers from just the scenario where an old debt, uh, a dormant debt that mm-hmm. you haven't made a payment on, that um, they haven't summoned you on and that you haven't acknowledged to pay. So you haven't said, okay, I promise to pay when I get my bonus or whatever it is. Yeah. That if there's been no action on that, on that debt, it is dormant. It is prescribed rather after three years. So, but it's still being traded. And this is a very much, uh, Sebastian's is a very well traded one with seven, sure. uh, collectors who are trying to squeeze money out of him for him, for it. Sebastian, what you need to know is apart from what you already know and just say, I'm not paying it. It's, it's prescribed is that it is illegal in terms of the National Credit Act for a prescribed debt to be listed on your credit profile. Mm. So you lodge a complaint with um, the bureau in question and they have 20 business days, I think it is a month essentially, to um, sort it out. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, or to come back to you and if they haven't removed it and they're normally pretty good at it, if they haven't, you do have the recourse, free recourse in in the form of the credit ombud. Um, and if you just Google Google it, you'll see how to get hold of them. They'll even allow you to SMS them and ask ask okay. them to call you back. So they will they will try and they try and alleviate the costs for the consumer who's seeking help. But definitely do that and know that if they start um, threatening you with listing and all of that, just say it is illegal mm-hmm. to list a prescribed debt, and I will contest it. So that's right. what I suggest you do, Sebastian. Have you contacted the right. bureau, Sebastian? What what point yes, are you? Yes, and and I've contacted every year. I do a free trade report because I Good know my you. life. It's yes. a free, and every year I do it, and every year I see this account, and mm. every year I must tackle it. It goes off, it comes back, it goes off, it co- and I'm the the company. King Cash doesn't even exist anymore. I was going to say, there's no point going back to the original credit provider because even if they do exist, they long sold that debt off. Yeah. So now you're doing battle. And of course, every one of those debt collectors adds their own costs to it. Yeah. It's an absolute racket. Yours is, is one of the more extreme cases I've, mm. I've heard of, Sebastian. So, uh, other, I mean, I would certainly get hold of the, um, if it's TransUnion or Experian or whoever it is and say, this is a, this is an unfair, <laughs> Uh, practice here because it's prejudicing your uh, um, ability to get further credit and everything else. So just they must put a red alert on that if it Mm. keeps coming back so that you're not left every year to proactively appeal to them to take it off because year it's after year after year that's what i would do okay um, sebastian tell them it's enough now please read alert that you must not list that debt i'm telling you now it's prescribed all right so sebastian thank no you for problem. your call thank you. thank you yeah and that's a uh, that's how that's what we'll be doing this afternoon taking your calls let's go to brenda in pretorian silverton hello brenda Yes, hi. Hi. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Listen, I wonder if you can just give me some idea here, please. Sure. Um, entering into a credit agreement mm-hmm. over the telephone. Yes. Is that oh. legally binding? So, in other words, there's no contract that you actually receive to sign and have to send back to your... Yes. Mm. Thank you for the question. One of my favorite topics, Brenda. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize, especially those of us who spent... Um, Many years as active consumers getting into credit agreements, etc., when it had to be face to face signing the yes. piece of paper. So those obviously still exist, but what's now c- happened and, and it's a growing trend is that companies choose to enter into contacts, uh, contracts with consumers over the phone. You can imagine how that reduces their costs, mm. but it's something that is fraught with danger for consumers. Um, if you need to understand that if you say yes 
to during that telesales call, they put something to you. You will notice telesales uh, agents will never say, do you agree to this? It's never that um, explicit, like naked a question, clear. which it mm. should be, or direct, implicit question. Mm-hmm. There's always some kind of sort of implied acceptance of the industry actually calls it implied, which isn't, that, um, as far as I'm concerned, that's not um, in keeping with the CPA, Consumer Protection Act, which is all about um, transparency and disclosure and everything else. But if wow. you say yes, um, the call recording becomes the contract. It mm-hmm. takes the form of the written thing that you might sign, right? But here's the problem. When you sign a contract, um, an, an old-fashioned paper contract, you walk away with a copy of that. There's never a suggestion unless you're dealing with a real rogue yeah. that you can't keep a, a copy of what you've signed so that the terms and conditions and everything are there for you to see. When you take out a contract, let's say a cell phone contract over the, f- the phone or an insurance contract or whatever it is, you end the call and what you have, you have nothing. They've controlled everything. They've mm. normally initiated the call. They've got the call recording and they play, like to play hide and seek with the, with the, um, call recording. So often you'll get told, yes, we'll give it to you and you, it never happens. Or, um, you're told you, we can't send it to you because they're privacy issues. Hello. Um, sure. So you must go to the nearest branch of Adecom MTN, whatever it is, and you can listen there. Do you a big favor. Meanwhile, you know, it's your legal right. Obviously, if there's a dispute, how is it, how is it fair or legal for mm-hmm. the company to have a copy of the recording and, and you, you don't? Not? Yes. So the first thing I'll say to people is if you do choose to contract over the phone, and there is one advantage, and that is you have five business days. Um, in which to cool off um, and and decide you want to cancel for no penalty. Mm-hmm. But what happens often is people only discover what they've got themselves into and that they don't like it after those five days have gone. But that is on paper that is a protection. Um, but um, I always say to people, if if you choose to get into a contract over the phone because it suits you, for goodness sake, before you do that, download the, uh, one of the many apps available where you can record the call yourself on your cell phone, right. so that you have your own copy and you're not at the mercy of the company. To to, to get that proof, to, to get, get the recording. Your, exactly. So in a nutshell, those are my worries about um, telesales. And, and, and Brenda hit the nail on the head. So many people come to me and say, but it wasn't, I didn't think I was getting into a contract Mm-mm-mm. because I didn't sign anything. But and then it, do they, the sending to you afterwards is also something we don't often insist on, as in the, the, yes. the actual terms and the contract itself because in those five days this is potentially time where you could sit and take a look exactly. and, make, and decide no they hold on to this it's the biggest injustice that makes me wild i have to admit as a because i mean i've taken this up with the national consumer commission commissioner the cpa doesn't even state that they must give you a copy it says mm-hmm. it says they must you must get a copy of a contract but with a call recording all the cpa requires mm-hmm. is for the company to retain a copy, right? So I took this up with the commission. He acknowledged that wasn't fair to consumers and he's on record as saying, and I quote him a lot, that should a consumer request access to the recording, it must be made available. And I said to him, but why don't we make it compulsory for transcripts to be sent within a certain time or or, um, recordings to be routinely emailed or WhatsApped or whatever the consumer wants? Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, I'll speak to the minister about that and nothing's happened. And that's why I say until that happens, Really, don't prejudice, don't prejudice yourself in this way unless you, you make your own recording of that call and you keep that as you would file um, any other contract. Contract, yeah. yes. So, so Wendy, may I just ask, if the company cannot give you this call recording, mm. where does that place you? 
Well, it depends what you want out of them. If you are saying that you were misled or that um, the see, contract... Briefly yes. tell you, it, um, it was supposed to be a 24-month contract for telephone. Now, yeah. they reverted that to a normal standard credit card, um, I don't call it contract, where they're just deducting the lowest possible amount every month. Oh, so what, the, excess, the, the, the amount over what they're deducting has accumulated? Until it's paid off. Right. But the initial um, agreement was a 24-month and and okay. you need the call recording in order to prove that. that. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So you call for the call recording and you don't okay. say, please, may I have it? You'll say, I, I, I require you to send me the call yes. recording, which is my right. Um, if they refuse to send it to you, then, you know, uh, go through the schlep of going to the branch or whatever. But you must be mm. able to listen to it. And then you can say, I can be heard at minute uh, four, mm-hmm. four minutes 30. Say, uh, you can hear the agent saying this is a 24-month contract. And then you have the means to, to um, get that. out yes. of the contract yes. or whatever you whatever you you, uh, you were misled and then correct. you have the ammunition okay. but you need that recording to 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 make your point yes. absolutely Great. brenda good thanks so much thank you a very common one very common mm. one so very wendy common. let's take headlines uh linda we're coming to you straight after that uh, she's got a question about air tickets 702 asanya mosaka lines are always open on o double one it's 25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock and it is a Thursday, which means it's all about consumer matters with Wendy Nola. Um, and this afternoon, we've decided to open the lines to you for the uh, just a general Q&A with Wendy. And so far, so good. We've looked at uh, <laughs> contracts over the phone. We've looked at the question of prescription, you know, when it comes to debt. Um, and now we've got a call from Linda about air tickets. Good afternoon, Linda. Good afternoon. Yes. Good afternoon to you, to you and Wendy. I have a problem. Um, I booked a flight from to Cape Town in June, on actually the 14th of June. Mm. And while doing the payment, um, it said that I must start from the beginning and then I must restart the, the payment. And when I looked at my bank statement uh, Monday, I saw that it, the amount had been taken off twice on the statement. And I contacted the airlines and they said, I'm going to just uh, mail them and get the information. And as I said, this was on the 14th of June mm. or in August now. I had got back to them numerous times by phone, but I still had no luck with getting the, a refund on, on the um, double, double booking. From the airline. Okay. Um, yes. Linda, um, you presumably paid via credit card online when you booked those tickets in mid-June, right? Okay, so what I would suggest, and it's something that I've done successfully myself in involving exactly this scenario, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a double payment, but it was a a second amount um, that nobody could account from. The airline said they hadn't got the amount, but it was clearly on my bank statement. The bank said, well, we don't know. It must go to the airline. So I did what I advise many people to do, and that is the the big joy and... um, and uh, advantage of paying by credit card is an international protection which MasterCard and Visa gives their customers via the banks that issue their cards, and that's called chargeback. It's a dispute process. It's called chargeback if you pay for something by credit card and you didn't get it. So that would include a, a double payment because only the one payment was legitimate. Okay. So you are go to your, the bank that issued your credit card and you, you um, say you want to... Um, do a chargeback dispute, and mm-hmm. um, they will tell you how to do it. You can look online. Each bank has a slightly different way of doing it. 
Um, but I had great success. I got the full amount back and in quite a short space of time. You've, it's only just over a, each bank has a certain deadline and it's how long you've got to yeah. do charge back. But it's only six weeks in your case. So you would definitely qualify. I think the shortest amount of time is two months. Oh, so do that immediately. Okay. Yes. And you can say exactly what, you know, that you've tried through the bank. This, he has the email, whatever proof you have. Just give them the documentation, the copy of your, mm-hmm. um, your bank statement, et cetera. And, do get back to us and let us know how long it took in your case. How long did it take all, with your with you? Wendy? Um, it was to get your money back. With it was two to three weeks. Okay. It was, I was expecting it to be longer, but yeah, I was very happy with the process. Okay. So it's it's a very big advantage of using your credit card. Right. So okay, why would okay. the airline just be dragging its feet on on this oh, issue? You know, I can't say it yes. could be deliberate. It could be just bad admin. What are they um, saying? It's not Linda? good enough. It's not. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually thinking it's just bad ad- admin, but I, yeah. I'm at my wits end now. I just don't know what to do anymore. No, the chargeback will work. And if them and tell them that they'll get back to me and that just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they're very bad, very bad. So you have the evidence there in your bank statement, Linda. So okay. go straight, go, go, okay. go above to right. MasterCard or Visa, whichever you're with. And basically your bank will get the money out of the airline's bank and put it back in your account. Wow. That's how it okay. works. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks okay. Thanks Great question, Linda. You're Fantastic welcome. question. We all know something. I didn't know that. <laughs> Definitely didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, with airline, booking your airline ticket, you have to get the name Correct. Every, you can't even have a vowel that's wrong. That's another story. Nothing. The finger, the finger trouble. Um, yes. If you, it happens in um, February and March often because the, the dates and the and the d- days of the month are all the same. Uh-huh. And it also happens in when is the other time it happens? February and March, and I think. June and July, because they're both JU, people press the wrong month right. and don't realize, and then name issues, like they'll book a ticket in their son's nickname, mm, not mm, thinking, mm, and then mm. it's not acceptable. But with most of the airlines, I write the story a lot, with most of the airlines, if you realize your mistake within 12 or 24 hours, you can change with no um, fee. Otherwise, you've got to, in some cases, people have had to buy, buy a whole brand new tickets. Ticket. Yes, yeah. I know that life. So, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I know that life. Okay. All right, so this is an international dispute process when it comes to uh, payments or uh, and other a, issues, as you say, and this would fall uh, if there well, is a dispute. An, Yes, it's 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 done internationally. South Africans weren't all that aware of it. I only became aware aware of it by default okay. in around 2005 when this, these budget airlines started failing, the one times and the velvets, and there was another one I can't think of right now. Mm. And I just happened to stumble upon this. I think I was reading which uh, UK consumer um, bodies um, publication, and there was a story there about chargebacks. So I started investigating because the, the UK overseas, the um, consumers who use credit cards know very well about chargeback, okay. but we just didn't know here. Actually, yeah, so I started writing the story, and a lot of people who'd lost money on those airlines did get their money back through chargeback. Okay. And yeah. so now I shout the chargeback thing whenever I can to so that people know that if you don't get what you paid for, resolution you know, is just really quicker. take it away yeah. from the merchant. You go to your bank and let the bank sort it out for you. Okay. Next, let's go to Bongani in Samrand. Hi, Bongani. Hi, Grey. Uh, how are you? Good, and how are you? Um, I'm well. I could be better, but I'm well. <laughs> Hello, Wendy. How are you? Hello, Bongani. Good, good. Thanks for joining good. us. And, uh, thank you for taking my call. So I have this... Okay, I, I wanted to share the two sh- the short stories that I have. I hope they're very short. Uh, the first one is I bought a car in 2016 mm-hmm. from, uh, okay, from a dealer, Auto Pedigree. <laughs> 
yeah, sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. But um, so for uh, that, I went and signed for the contract, and then they, <laughs> I was supposed to receive that. Sorry for that. And I wanted I wanted to wait for the invoice when I pick up the car, but mm-hmm. I was told stories. Now the, the lady who prints invoices says hasn't sent it to her, and whatever the story was. And I say, please, can you tell me whether tomorrow or whenever? That but it, it dragged. They went to a month. Second month, third month. Whilst I was interacting with the bank, then the bank, the person that was dealing with me from the bank, then sent me the invoice. I received the invoice that I see. They've charged me for things that I don't understand. I didn't agree to them when, you know, during the, the process. And it wasn't even stated on the... Um, there is a, a, actually a, a, a paper which breaks down the charges mm-hmm. that he's going to pay for. Them. But it wasn't there. So then I, I went back to the um, dealer and tried to, you know, to say, please, can you justify? Why did you do this? Why is this one there? Yes, why this cost? And I've been taking from pillar to post and it's been nearly three years now. Wow. And the regional <laughs> manager last week told me that I can go anyway. I can go, I can, I said, no, but do I need to escalate this to your, to your head office? And he told me straight to say, you can take it anywhere you want to go, but there's nothing I'm going to do. So well, have, uh, you know, have they acknowledged that you didn't agree to... Stood, I mean, you would have had to sign something, though, surely, Bungan. Yes. Yes, I'm saying no, but to show me on the contract that I signed. Mm. They refused. They refused. Wow. They actually report... I, I, I just detailed it because I even spoke to Kabazza the last time when I tried to call him that we right. ran out of time. Yeah. I, even, I think Kabazza promised me that he sent you the email. And, uh, oh, golly, maybe I have got it. I'm sorry. I get about... No, 10 no, to 20 know, car things a day so I'm imagine. really sorry I I'm going to ask you to send it to me but I'm going to look for Bongani in my inbox because that yeah. is quite extreme or to save you the trouble Bongani why don't you resend and reference today's conversation um, yeah. so this what is what I do want to say yes. to, to Bongani and for, it's a bit late for him but to, to other listeners who may be in the process of buying mm-hmm, a car mm-hmm. as with all credit agreements the, the car dealers um, if other banks with the credit agreement is they're obliged to give you a quote that's valid for five days, five business days. Um, and I always advise consumers to do that because then you've got it in black and white and you, everything is, is, is laid out there and you can see how the installment was arrived at mm. and all the other little charges that went into it. And so you can interrogate it. You can speak to people who, who are experienced in this field and see if it's fair and whatever. And they actually have to honor that quote for five days. It ha- they can't change it. So, uh, you know, if the cars we can normally, you know, we're going to finance for many, them for many years, um, take a bit of time going in and make sure all the documentation is right and that you agree with everything. Do yeah. never, never sign in a hurry. And I, and I get that you were saying you want the, you want the invoice, you want the invoice, but, you know, they also knew that you wanted the car and you were relying on driving off in that lovely new mm-hmm. car of yours mm-hmm. that day. And so mm-hmm. they kind of have you emotionally. But uh, you know, never, um, uh, never, never, never um, fall for that. Yes. Rather, I'll leave, the, I'll leave the deal here. I'm not leaving, not taking ownership of this until I've seen the what paperwork. Exactly. Precisely. I mean, this nonsense. They're it's a dealership and they can't print it out? No. No, also not, dodgy not that, they, okay. they, that they've dodgy. got this attitude that you can go go to wherever you go and well, do whatever you want, go to the ombuds, go to the media, know, whoever. You wouldn't believe there's some wonderful players in the motoring um, sector, but wow, the arrogance of some dealers, the things I really? get told. Last week I was told taking up a case 
um, I don't have to answer to you. Who are you? Mm. Um, you, you this person can take whatever legal action they, they want to. I'm not speaking to you. Mm. Um, right. So it, there's, a, there's a, unfortunately an underbelly in that mm-hmm. industry which um, prejudices consumers to the most awful No, the attitude is absolutely shocking. Bongani, yeah. um, so just make sure you email, email, and yeah. we will forward it. To, that's why I'm saying just put oh. it so that it's I at the top to take so she doesn't look. have to dig yeah. too far. Okay. Yes, no, thank okay. you. I will resend it. And actually, they made me pay for the service. I bought the car for at 55000 And it was about 4000 something to get to sixty, And they refused to service the car. Although they charged me, and I said, but you on the invoice, when I learned that your invoice is good service and whatever, and we had to pay 50-50. And then I'm still fighting with them to say, and I needed the car to be serviced. I had of no choice. Yes. Oh. And, if you can help and, it, stop, and, it, and, stop doing business with them, Bongani. Cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I did. I did. I did. Well, you learn as you go. So, you you know? learn. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's Bongani and Sam Rand. And then we've got Peter in Midval. Peter, thank you for your patience. Hi. <laughs> How do you spell the word? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's laughing, so it can't be too bad. I know, it still has lots Good of Good afternoon issues. to you two ladies and everybody else. Yes. Um, just, just quickly before I get into the main topic, I would say 95% of these accidents on the roads are self-induced. But anyway, uh, regarding this telesale nonsense, etc., yes. when they phone me, I tell them, A, I do not do business over the telephone. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember what I've said, and I can't remember what you have exactly said. Exactly what mm-hmm. I've been trying please, to say, yes. Please, yeah, please send it to my P.O. box address. <laughs> have you got an email? <laughs> I say, no, it's extremely private. And you know what? For the last 18 months, I haven't had, I haven't had any telesales. I, I think I've been pleasantly blacklisted. You're on a blacklist. How wonderful. Thank you, there, please. <laughs> please send it to okay. my P.O. box number. Thank you. <laughs> he's in a, he's got a P.O. box and a, and a, and a Walkman. <laughs> yeah, it's Mark Barnes. <laughs> yes. exactly I need to have a word about the post office, actually. <laughs> Peter, um, thank you for your call. Thanks, thank Peter. you for the laugh as well. Can I, okay, can I jump in here quickly? Yes. About yes. the post office. We're talking there in, in that news, in, in the headlines, we heard something about too many people complaining about not getting their parcels. Um, I don't know if you recall a few shows ago when we were talking yes. about these post office issues, there was a Nombulelo Mholi who said that she had her, she'd sent a parcel to her brother in Kenya and he hadn't received it. And yes, she'd I heard. remember that call. Yeah. Remember me saying, well, yeah. is it a thing that you... So she, she I asked, invited her to email me, which she did, and mm. she gave me all the details. I sent it to my to the post office's media division and she got hold of me on Monday to say thank you so much for my help. My brother just sent me a message to say he received his package. And I had the same story with someone that wrote to me after the show that was (laughs) listening and couldn't get through about um, sending her daughter something in Ireland. And she also said, I don't know what wave, wand you waved, but um, <laughs> my daughter got her package. So I have to just say, and I, and I feel so much for them, in that media division and, and the people that they go to with my queries and the queries of other journalists, yes. they are so committed and they're wow. so passionate about what they do. These pockets of excellence. And really, I, I, I know there's a lot to be, to complain about, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. want to just say that through them, um, I've been able to, 
to help a few people who've just had given up on their parcels. What so an it's incredible a pity that turnaround. That was, yeah, because she that's sent, not the norm. Yes, yes, yes. And she had sent that parcel, what, over a year, in yeah, fact, they've long, been waiting for it to, so to arrive. I don't know where it was, but thank you to the Post Office's media division. As I say, it's not okay that you Helping have to go that route, that, but yeah. at least we were able to help Numbalelo and her brother. Absolutely. In Kenya. Wow. Yeah. I remember yeah. that story quite distinctly mm. when we mm. asked it, where we, is the delay? Is it this side of the know. border, that side of the border, I'm, tracking I'm, it? It I'm was just a mystery. this side, mm-hmm. if we were able to find it and get it there. I'm yes. guessing it was this side. Yeah. Next, let's go to Zanella in Alberton. Hello, Zanella. Hi, Zanella. How are you? Good, and how are you? Welcome. I'm, I'm good, thanks. Um, ladies, I hope you can help. Actually, this I feel the show right now, it, it was a... Got sent because I was crying this morning responding to Aww. an email. Mm. <laughs> so in 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 twenty um, uh, fifteen, I I got a judgment uh, which I felt it was an unfair judgment on me because when the company that I had bought the car from took me to court, I had proven to them that I can now afford to pay the car. And by the time it got to court, I had paid them even like over 10,000 rands on their account. So as to how the judge got to the point where he felt that he can judge against me, that I cannot continue with this company, I don't know how. However, they won against me and I had a judgment. That was 2015. Mm -hmm. So 2016, a lot of things happened in my life. I decided to go under that review. Mm And um, uh, I went under that review, um, and 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 it, this company did not fall. Well, it did not form part of the debt review. Yes. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. This company pops out now from Norway, and they want because when they took away the car from me, they sold it at a less, lesser price, mm-hmm. and there was this installment that I had to continue paying. Awful, so, no car, and, and you still net- paying. Yes. Yes. So, so now they coming back. Twenty nineteen, they want that outstanding amount. When was so, the last contact um, with them after that court? Uh, yeah. Good wh- questions, Azar. That's exactly. Is it prescribed? Uh, well, it's actually, no, it won't prescribe judgment. Uh, mm. I see. Yeah. Okay. Judgment. So, what do you need help with? Because now they've shown up. They're asking you to pay this money. Um, are you asking yes, if this is uh, legal? They're asking me to pay this money. If I don't pay this money, they will liquidate me or sequestrate me. Yes, and so you're in this I debt review it. process. Uh, no, it was still. excluded. It I was... am. I am in a debt review process. What was the reason that your debt council didn't include that car debt in your in your review? Would they not I agree? I got into debt review. I had I had totally forgotten about this company that they is uh, this company. Uh, okay. It was just active things that I've put into I the see. review. Yes. So okay. now they are coming back and they want lump sums and I mean I'm in I, I, I can't even go and borrow money mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They're giving me because you're under debt review. Yes, exactly. And I need to pay okay. this money. All right. And and I can't. Okay, I am going to. This is this is a bit. Um, I don't want to give the wrong advice mm-hmm. uh, to use uh, on air. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Zanella, if you wouldn't mind um, leaving your details with Kabazela. I have, through this recent uh, research I did into debt review, et cetera, I've made some very good contacts. Um, people I trust that will give you very spot on advice here. 
So if you wouldn't mind um, getting my email address from from Capazello or or um, leaving him, yours with him, yeah. and uh, we'll take it off air and and see if we can't um, find you some kind of relief over this issue. Mm. Oh, please, I'd appreciate okay. that. All right. Zanela, just stay on the line. And, uh, yeah, as you say, it's hard to give advice at the moment. It's hard to direct her at the moment on, on what to do. So it might, it, it will need a closer look. Because yes. there's Some, a couple of layers to this and a couple, a couple of, of layers. There's the judgment, there's the debt review, yes. there's the, um, how long ago was she, uh, contacted all the rest, but the judgment does complicate it because mm. that um, has an impact on whether something you know, is prescribed or not. So mm-hmm. um, it's not. If it was just a case of um, an old debt without that legal intervention, then we could easily just say, "Look, that's prescribed. Go away." But um, not in this case, unfortunately. So yes. you need to look at the amounts and all the other issues around how it's got to this point, and hopefully, there's something in there that we can. Um, my contacts who work in this area can can advise and and offer her some relief. Mm, mm, so sure. yeah, let's hope so. You know, when an issue just refuses to go away, like you it, can just, understand. it just won't she's, die. I can understand those tears. Yeah, so mm. she's it's just this nightmare that keeps recurring for her. So yeah, yeah. look, you know, she's she's she may well have to pay, but maybe we could look at you know the amounts. Are they legitimate? Have you know they, has there been some overcharging in terms of fees and all that kind of thing that okay. we can certainly look at? Yeah. All right, let's go to Maggie for a quick one. She's out in Rosebank. Hello, Maggie. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I just need some advice. I was in an office space uh, that turned out to be quite bad in terms of not being cleaned and toilets blocking and everything. Mm. And I left that office space in November of 2016. I did send a letter into, uh, explaining my intention to terminate. And I gave them the date of November 30th, 2016. Um, they have kept my deposit. Deposit, yeah. Yeah, and they would not give me my deposit. And I'm just wondering if after months and months of negotiating with them about trying to keep the place in accordance with our agreement, and they didn't, mm-hmm. and I decided yes. to leave, mm-hmm. why am I the one that's being uh, yes. penalized? Okay, this would be... Very much simpler to answer and deal with if it was a residential space because it falls under the Rental Housing Act. And I've done, I've actually just done a lot of research (laughs) in that space in the last week. Um, But um, I actually had a a attorney specializing in residential property issues, landlord tenant issues. In two shows Mm -hmm. for an hour each talking about these issues. But as he explained, unfortunately in the commercial letting space, there's very little specific regulation. So you're just down to sort of your your civil matters. Yeah. So, um, and it's much more, you know, with tenants, residential tenants, there's this, they have so much, so many rights because this is a very intimate thing. It's your living space. Mm. But with a commercial property like this, Maggie, um, it's 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 uh, you know you would just go to the tribunal and say look I have evidence here I, I recorded the fact that this was uninhabitable and blah 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 and hence you know this is an unfair demand now uh, and unfair of them to keep my deposit but in this space I, I really can't advise you because it's not a it's not a consumer issue it's a it's a commercial issue mm-hmm. um, gotcha. I would ask if you, I would suggest that you maybe try and find a friendly lawyer mm. a friend of a friend maybe to give you some advice on what to do sometimes sending a letter a lawyer's letter helps 
But, um, yeah, unfortunately, as I say, if it was a residential thing, I could be of great help to you, but not a commercial one, unfortunately, Maggie. There's just very little um, specific protection for you on this one. Okay. All right. So try and get... Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for your call, Maggie. Uh, She's in Rosebank. So, oh, that was useful, Wendy. I think that's for (laughs) our first open (laughs) consumer open line. (laughs) Always a bit (laughs) nerve-wracking. You don't know what's going to get thrown at you. Exactly. We don't... We just bobbing between different issues, of course. Um, so we do this again next week. And I know there are a couple of things that you've been researching that uh, we might get to look at next week, especially that uh, mistaken payment or payment into oh, the wrong yes, account. A, I, I just thought of that because it happened to someone who tweeted quite I saw, yeah. outrage against her bank. Yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't respond um, publicly there because it's, you know, people think that they have certain rights when this happens and then when it happens to you realize actually yeah. you're at the mercy of the person that you've unintentionally gifted essentially let's see and if we can if we can have that uh, as part okay, of next um, week's it's conversation always there's so many legs Another to that theme. story Absolutely. ethical issues as well and there's always a nice response so this that's that's um very that's happy an idea that next week yes. fantastic wendy is always wonderful to to chat to you have as a wonderful always. thursday thank you thank you too bye